It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is January, January 9th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and a happy and prosperous uh, New Year to you and our guests. That's true, and, and again, we had off for the last three weeks, which is uh, phenomenal, and I hope, uh, Bill, you took a little time for yourself. It certainly did. All right. Well, sir, we certainly have a full house today. We have three supporters of, of our main guests. We have Valerie Gale uh, Rosmerick. She's Charles Johnson and Andre Rush. These are three business people that think very highly of our main guest, uh, Dave Jeffrey. He's all about actually supporting one another without supporting or supporters. You're really not getting the job done. This is a, here's a little information on the supporters that have joined us this morning. We have uh, Valerie Gale. Rosemarick. She served in the Army as a parachute rigger for 12 years. During her time in the Army, she was deployed three times. Her last duty station was with the Phoenix Recruiting Battalion before being sent to the Warrior Transition Unit at Fort Pliss. She is working with investors to launch her own clothing line. Her plans are to support VSOs with part of the profits and also focus on providing jobs to vets who are in need. They they also plan on making T-shirts that are related to those in service, as well as those that are retired, reaching out to the female market. She also has plans to start a clothing line that is dedicated to plus-size women. Welcome to the show, Valerie. Thank you. All right. Everything going good for you, Valerie? How's everything yes, going everything's with the business? Yes, everything's going good. Good, good. And, and Bill, I want you to go ahead and talk about the cookbook. Well, uh, uh, Gary, if you remember uh, Charles Johnson, who's with us, uh, and and Charles is with us today. Charles was one of the chefs along with uh, Andre Rush, the White House chef who helped to uh, develop a company in order to help our veterans eat healthy by looking at food not only as something to consume, but to use as medicine called combat food medic. Charles and Andre wanted everyone to see the concept cookbook that they have been working on uh, the last couple of months that they want to call the Patriot Cookbook, showcasing every patriot who are military, veterans, and first responders. This would also include any family members or just people who want to participate. What they have discovered from holistic practitioners is amazing, and they want to do their best to bring this information out to our veterans and the general public uh, through uh, these fun-filled cookbooks and maybe even videos if possible. 
They hope that they can teach as many people as possible how to look at food as medicine, and then uh, they may be able to heal themselves without excessive amounts of chemical pharmaceuticals. They will also be uh, sneaking in their signature recipes and some healthy tidbits about the words of food wisdom. So here's your chance to be a part of our history. Uh, Charles and Andre, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Thank you, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy Happy New New Year. Year. And how are you doing, Andre? I'm doing excellent. What about yourself? Good to hear you again. Yeah. Good to good to hear both of you again. Yeah, it's been a while. And again, give me yeah. a little. I'll tell you, we have we do have a little bit of information about Andre, just in case anybody's interested out there, and I'm sure there is. Andre Rush is a retired Army Master Sergeant Chef who currently prepares nutritional, balanced, and delicious foods at the White House in Washington D.C. He is also a Master Chef trained in classical plating, baking, and cake decorating. Andre is also a master ice carver. Anything else? You got it pretty well covered there, Andre. <laughs> I think you uh, <laughs> covered it all. Thank you. All right. And Charles, how does how does someone get a hold of you if they're interested in uh, uh, you know getting getting recipes in that book? Um, what I would um, everybody do is, um, if possible, send their information to my email. That would be the best way to do it. And that's Charles F as in Frederick, dot Johnson one, the number one, at Outlook.com. Send me what you've got. I'll put it together, and I'll let you know if there's like any uh, uh, information that I would need to actually get it on the uh, in the cookbook. But what we're looking for is the uh, basically a little story about you as a patriot. Why why would you consider yourself a patriot? Do you have somebody in your family? Were you in the military? Uh, does anybody in your family for the police department or first responders? We want to show the world who you are, a patriot, but also as a person through your bio and through your uh, recipes. All right, and it's going to be exciting for both of you when this this comes up. Now, again, what we're going to do? Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now, and but when we come back, Bill, you'll be introducing our main guest at 2020. Look out. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Dave, and the presidential candidate for 2020, and a few of his supporters, which is Charles Johnson, Andre Rush, and Valerie Gale Rosmerick. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest, our main guest. Well, uh, Gary, it's indeed an honor to introduce uh, David Jeevery. Uh Dave has taken uh, his experience and drive for change and work ethic to create a global change in both agriculture and vertical integrated systems to lead key players in global efforts from basic labor to political policy change. David has experience in uh, small businesses to Fortune 50 company operations on a local and global marketing, working with the Six Sigma realm of management with focuses in forensic accounting processes and efficiency implementation. Dave has compiled a team of global veteran leaders from your own backyard. Many you don't know, but they are unsung heroes that served their country, both in combat boots and work boots before and after service. Some you've heard of if you have not been under a rock or a third world country. They are also global industry leaders just known for their actions both in and out of the uniform. Dave, we welcome you to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Dave. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Hey, you kept saying, you know, that the main guests, honestly, the, the people who came before me, they're amazing. I'm just happy that they're here and I just get to tag along. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your military background, if that's okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. I started uh, in the Navy in 2001. Uh, I was a combat, basically a CB, you know, with NMCB-3. Uh, I didn't do very well there. I ended up uh, deploying a few times with them and then transitioning out. I moved to the Army in 2005, uh, throughout numerous different projects and, and deployments, uh, both both stateside and out of the country in uh, acts for things of, of the war on terrorism. We then I moved back and I, I took over as a lead uh, platoon sergeant for for a scout sniper unit and then also for a forward observer unit. 
I was both infantry, forward observer, and combat engineer with the Army. I just focused a lot on medical stuff, uh, fixing people when they're not doing well. I medically transitioned out after my deployment in 2011. I didn't medically retire out until 2014, and I've just been taking care of vets ever since. All right, all right. And, Bill, I know you had a question. Well, well, Dave, uh, uh, you've had uh, a very interesting uh, experience in work history today. And one of the things in, in our introduction, we uh, mentioned forensic accounting. Tell our listening audience uh, what that is all about uh, uh, in this uh, the efficiency implementation. Absolutely. So at the, everyone is either a micro or macro person. We all learn about it in high school and college and, and in business. You know, you have to look at both the, the short-term but also the long-term goals. Many companies make million-dollar rollouts for advertising firm, but they don't pay their company, their employees, the, the front-line leaders, the, the people who are on the ground introducing the customer, $8 an hour, and they wonder why they can't make sales or they're not profitable. I look at every ounce of every business down to the gram of ingredient to the, to the fuel cost based on weight. Um, I focus on numbers. Honestly, me and a couple of friends are getting a tattoo on our butt that says I heart numbers just because that's just how, how strong numbers are in business and in life. Well, Dave, you know, that is an interesting lead-in and segue uh, to my next question to you, uh, what do you consider uh, maybe uh, uh, two or three areas as the major shortfall in supporting uh, men and women who've served this country in veteran st- status when they return to home and community after serving in the uniform? In, in my opinion, that's a great question. Uh, I've gone through it all. I've had the shotgun in my mouth. I've been a 500 hydrocodone a month habit person along with 18 other pills a day. Um, you know, we try to mask issues, and we just do it very, very slowly. I've been waiting on a surgery since 2010 on my hip that the VA has identified since 2012, and they just haven't done it. I've done neurological testing. I've done MRIs. I've done physical therapy three or four times. I think that's a big part of the problem. These people need to just do their job and stop looking at Google or the, the PDR or what should work. I've been diagnosed bipolar about a million times, and I know, based on outside sources, that I'm not bipolar. Um, we've worked through all that. So the first thing I think that our major shortcoming is is, is, is proper identification and care. The next thing is treatment. We treat right now. As, as a vet, we treat a veteran. Well, guess what? The wife who just went through an 18-month deployment is now picking up their seventh kid. That person needs care, too. And when they have to fight for caregiver status or just work another job and hope to God they can pay for a babysitter and their spouse, that's a problem. We need to fix that. And I think, really, the final thing that I've dealt with, obviously, minus a few different organizations, people like the Gary Sinise Foundation, they're doing amazing things. The USO are doing amazing things. Uh, you know, Veteran Farmer Coalition and groups like that, they're all doing great things. The problem is that they're limited by one factor majority of the time, and, and, and that's capital. I, I ran a nonprofit in upstate New York for f- almost five years, and my biggest struggle was capital. 
I wanted to save the world, but I couldn't afford to go buy a bale of hay. That's why I stopped doing nonprofit work. I still have them. I just don't do that solely. So I need for-profit businesses to fund it, and if no one else is going to give me the money, I'm just going to fund it myself. So, oh, so Dave, that, that's quite interesting. Uh, how do you think we can amass the human capital that we have amongst our veterans, organizations in the veterans community, to get to addressing the problems that you've just described? There's yeah, a lot of organizations out there, many of them that are doing great things. From yeah. your vantage point where you sit, how do you think that we can come together? Because I really believe that getting out of where we are right now is going to require a lot of our own participation amongst ourselves who serve this country. Well, well that, that's exactly it. That's the problem. Everyone wants to sit at the Legion and complain about what's going on, but no one wants to pick up their right hand a second time because they taught me in the Navy, never again volunteer yourself. And a lot of us learn that. So when they're complaining about the VA conditions or veteran housing or health care, they just rather bitch about it on the stool. And I'm sorry, I don't know if I could say that or not, but I just did. Um, so people rather do that. If you got me 99 people and we all put in 1% every day, our problem is solved with 96 more people because we have at least five people here. Okay? All it takes is, is 100 people. And everyone keeps thinking, I mean, really, the veteran community is 4.5% of the United States population which is, I think, 326 million people today. That's a few people. My friend Heath Phillips went to an event in D.C. at the Pentagon yesterday in regards to sexual assault and trauma for veterans, and, and they're a great group. And you know what? They showed up. They just did what they had to do, and they, they made the paper. It's we just need to take care of our own. When I, was, when I was overseas, we had a saying. It was, you, me, us. You take care of me, I take care of you, and we take care of us. And then after that, who cares? It's not our problem. And that's what we need to get back to, is you, me, us. Yeah, you know, that, that is so true, uh, Dave. And, you know, I was moved personally by something uh, that I saw that I think you uh, have been involved in, or at least you have the awareness of, of a, a veteran who served this country for 20 years that was turned away from a, a, a veterans uh, affairs hospital in, in Oregon. Tell us yeah, a little yeah, bit. And he died, died, right? You say again? And then he passed away outside, right? Yeah, he absolutely. He it up. Yeah. Tell our listening audience about that. That is a story I think we need to know about. Uh, That's uh, the problem that you're missing. Is it's, here it's not just one story. I've been to 45 Veterans Administration facilities in the last 60 days. I've been literally thrown out. I've had a gun pulled on me twice. And I was told, even though I couldn't walk and I couldn't, I couldn't keep my bowels and, and bladder in control, I wasn't in a bad enough situation, but if they wanted to medic, mentally evaluate me, I could stay there for 96 hours. It's, it's, not, a, it's, not, a, it's not an odd thing. There, there's some of the biggest and best veterans just say, screw it, I'll just pay for it out of my pocket because it's not worth it. I could have paid for my hip surgery years ago. It's a principle, and that's why I just didn't do it. So I'm going to walk from Mexico to Canada in March in 90 days. That's 3,025 miles that I'm going to do in 90 days. That's about 38 miles a day. I'm going to do that with a broken hip, just bashing the VA on a GoPro for 90 days. 
Yeah. That's phenomenal. That's again. Uh, so, uh, what I'm gathering here is uh, that you're very uh, aware of what's going on out there, and uh, yep. uh, one of that's one of the changes you're planning on making. Is that correct? Right. Well, the problem is, 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 is the VA is not broken. It's just overloaded. All right. So that means no one expected a battalion or brigade of people coming back every month to work on a single-payer system. It's just wrong. I, I actually reached out to doc, Dr. Sulkin to try to fix this. Cause I could fix the VA in the next 90 days. They just choose not to call me back. Uh, I actually went to the Pentagon, and, and then they actually had me arrested after telling me to be there for four days to wait for my meeting. Um, so, so it's not. It's a problem of, of understaff and overwork. Um, but there's always that corporate bloat up top. So when you're, when you're on the top section, and these, most of these people are private contractors on the side as well. They have their own private practices, but they're only open from 7 a.m. To, to 3 p.m. at the VA. So that means you can, if you're a therapist, you can have a practice from 4.30 after you kiss your wife and have dinner, you, and then you can work till 9 o'clock at night because most adults work more than 7 a.m. to 9 o'clock at night, especially when you've got kids and you've got soccer and you've got whatever. So they're making 200 grand a year at the VA, and then they're making another 300 grand a year at private practice because they're billing Medicaid out the years because they know what Medicaid pays. That's correct. That is correct. It's just no. oversight, and, and that's the problem is that they just need to. Honestly, if, if they went to a single payer system, but they did it throughout the community, that's what my company is doing right now. We're going to open up wellness centers for veterans that are veteran run, veteran care. And if, if you need help, you, you just go there. And if, and if they can't help you at that facility, they'll just bring you to another facility that can. And that's how it was overseas. Like, if you got hurt, they took care of you. You got a morphine lollipop, you went to the FST, and then you went overseas somewhere else where they can care for you the way you needed it. It was a one-stop shop. How, how come it's taking us 26 months? I, I've seen surgeries done in, in a matter of 10 minutes. But for some reason, I've been waiting eight years for mine. That's uh, Charles, Andre, uh, uh, Valerie. Yeah. Feel free. Feel free to ask a question if you have one. Yeah, I'll uh, shut up. I'm sorry. No, 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 no I don't no, really no, have. No, a, I don't really have a question, but I just know that you know, especially here in El Paso where I'm at, a lot of these doctors and things like that, they've never, they were never in the military. They've never worked with the military. This is their first time working with the military, and it's almost like they have a flow chart they're following when they see you, and if it's not part of the flow chart, they can't treat you. They have to, you know, they're so tied down to using the flow chart, they'd rather put you on 10 different medications instead of three that work. And so they're just basically poisoning you, and they're not fixing the problem. They're just, they're just band-aids. They're putting a band-aid on it. And that's I don't know point, if that's... Valerie. That's a great point. Me and her were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Because honestly, yeah. I don't respect, being a military, we're a breed. We're our own tribe, we're our own people. And what happens is, if, if you don't speak veteran, you don't know what the hell is going on. So, so when you get home and, and you're at DMOV, and, and some guy who, or some girl who just doesn't have a combat pass is asking about why you think your friend, why you're crazy when you just watch your friend's brain get blown out, it's kind of a problem. They just don't know it. So you just say, whatever, I'll take care of myself at the VA, and then you get there 6 to 12 months later if you're not dead. So Valerie's absolutely right. They just don't know what they're doing. Right. And, you know, the same thing lies with the choice program. 
Absolutely. They're even farther direct. They're they're even farther removed from veterans because they're a third-party system, a third-party payer on on a a single-payer system. Correct. And I, I, my experience with them, they usually come into the into the uh, examination room. uh, They shut the door behind them, and without moving, they can tell you what's wrong with you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I had a doctor. I mean, I was supposed to see him today, and he'll just sit there the whole appointment and type on his computer while I talk to him and not give me any eye contact or anything like that. But he'll gladly prescribe me 10 or 12 different medications he wants me to take every day, and none of it does any good for me. So, you know, it just makes me sicker. I, and I was a severe alcoholic when I got home. I was a handle-a-day guy for two years straight, and I had a really high elevated count on my liver, because of the pills and the booze. Well, I quit drinking because that's what the VA told me to do. That's why I was getting fat. I came home 136 pounds and I was 200 um, within six months of being home. Uh, so anyways, after that, I, I quit drinking so I could save my liver and I had elevated counts up until six, eight months ago and that's because I took 18 pills a day that the VA gave me. I didn't, I didn't drink for four and a half years. It wasn't the drinking, it was the pills that was killing my liver. I now smoke pot once, once or twice a day at night to relax. Uh, and in the couple end, and it's usually not like the weed. It's 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 like the, the derivative. And and I work out every day. I eat healthy food, just like Charles and Andre and everyone here. They they focus on food to heal themselves. Because if you're not getting the chemicals going into the plants, uh, or there's a withhold from that, and then they don't get it from the animals, and then it's all nitrate free or healthy, you're healing. That's what you're made to eat: is animals and plants and vegetables without herbicides and chemicals. Right. Exactly. That's why I partnered with these guys because they're they're just, they're brilliant. They figured it out. I had to go to agriculture school twice to figure it out. Well, also the holistic uh, way they look at it, also. Well, right. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, it, it detoxifies your body because you're mm-hmm. putting natural stuff in, and natural stuff comes back out. There's a reason why McDonald's sells a million burgers at 99 cents, and there's still 200 percent profit margin. Because yeah. it's a grade F beef. It's just junk, and it's been in a box for two years or three years in a freezer somewhere in a different country. Just so you know, the intestines of an animal at a processing plant, that's grade D beef. Okay? And these are E's and F's at Taco Bell's and KFC. And, and that's why it's so cheap. But people love it. They just can't get enough of it. And they wonder why they're sick. And they need medications and, and pills and all that stuff. Realistically, I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me. But all I would all I would recommend is, is the antivirals and the and the damn um, what are those the, the injections for for certain things like influenza. Well, influenza is kind of weird. Like the vaccinations. Yeah, your vac- vaccinations. Besides that, you don't need any of it. Your body self-regulates. Yeah. I wouldn't even go with the vaccinations on most parts. Yeah. Yeah, the vaccinations are poison too. They just, yep. they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how, they, what that's going to have on, the effect that's going to have on you 10 years down the road or five years down the road. It's like all these yeah. medications they want you to take. But right. God's body, your body you machine is going to self-regulate. So there's yeah. a fight or flight. If you, if you need the energy, you're going you're gonna to boost your adrenaline by boosting blood flow and you're going to go. That's how we survived overseas. It's fight or flight and that's it. So when you come here and you start screwing with your body with chemicals and pills and all this other stuff, it's, it's just going to be bad for you because it's going it's to inhibit that action. And your body's not going to be able to self-recover. That's why insulin and all that stuff, just, it, it's more damaging than it's good. Just like bras. Bras are horrible for women, but we wear them every day. All right. Well, what That's we're going to do is... Um, 
Barbie? Oh, sorry, Gary. No, it's okay. Go ahead. No, I was just going to mention that, you know, just my own personal experience. You know, I go into the VA and I try to tell them, hey, this hurts, that hurts, whatever. Oh, yeah, but your blood pressure is high. Well, I wonder yeah. why. Exactly. <laughs> your fault. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, we need to give you blood pressure. But, no, how about you find out who I am and what I'm going through first? You know, because yes. I've been taking my own blood pressure here for the past week and it's been normal. But when, as soon as I walk in the door, they want to, you know, try to push pills and, and whatever, for whatever reason they can find and not take care of the actual reason that you're there. And a lot of that's your hypervigilance, too, I'm sure. Just being there stresses me out. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. the reason why we wanted to start the cookbook and, and the videos is to teach people um, how to use the food as medicine so that they're not always going in and taking all these pills that they keep pushing onto us. Because uh, if you gotta got to remember, a lot of the stuff is actually created from what's already in nature. And that's true. That's true. Tell you what, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Dave, and his supporters, Charles, Andre, and Valerie. And uh, Bill, you had a question. Yes, Gary. I, I think you know this. Uh, this last segment that we've gone through, we've talked a, uh, a tremendous amount about the uh, health issues that exist uh-huh. with uh, our veterans in the community all across the country. You know, Gary. From all war uh, uh, eras, we've got uh, about uh, twenty plus million veterans uh, that are alive today, and the VA tells us 
that uh, to get health care, we must be enrolled in the system. Uh, of those 20 point, uh, 20 plus uh, million uh, veterans, we've got 8.5 million who are enrolled in the system. A very strong disconnect there between the total and what's there. Uh, the issue is how and what can we do to get those veterans more informed that they get into the system if they're not getting their help and assistance uh, with the VA, but through some other areas, maybe at the state and local uh, 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 providers uh, through a choice program and funding to help with this and other programs. How do we get this message across out there in this vast community that, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that we're not getting what we should have because we're not getting into the system and the VA doesn't come and knock on the door and say you're not enrolled and you must be enrolled in the system? Your thoughts about that? I think that's a that great question. If you guys don't mind, I'll answer it. Um, my organization, 50% of what we do, my, my, my flag, my top parent company, we donate 50% of our adjusted gross income every day, compounded usually on a month. And at the end of the month, we just give it to veterans, either through services, through cash. I went to a veteran's mom's house who is a caretaker for his child because he's been deployed five out of the last six years. Her name's Wendy, who's got medical conditions. She can't afford to not get Social Security, but they won't give it to her. So I just went out there and I gave her cash because it was her grandson's birthday and her son was coming home for Christmas. Um, on top of that, we help out with services. We help them fund businesses. We help them grow organizations. Uh, I, if it wasn't for the Community Foundation of, of Herkimer and Oneida County, Jan Squadridro and her team, Laura Cohen and everybody there, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. They set me up with a group called Nikon, New York Council of Nonprofits, through a grant because they believed in me. And if I can't believe in another veteran, I don't know who I can believe in. Because I know that they know struggle. They know $35,000 a year for 90 to 100 hours a week worth of work, uh, you know, living outside. If it ain't raining, we ain't training. And these are the people we need to support. Um, so we do that every day. We also do a lot of consulting firms uh, work. So we, we work with current businesses and we, we help them through through growth on a very, very small retainer. I have a very efficient team. They can do just about any business and any growth pattern in, the, in any stage of business in a week, maybe two. Like Steve Koger and myself, we, we're flying out to the Philippines, to Senegal, to Ghana, to UAE, to India, and a few other countries next week just to help them build their global economy, to increase their GDP and things like that. <laughs> Um, that's, so helping us help others help ourselves, I think is really in my way. Like people like uh, Operation Homefront, they're a lifesaver. They're a nonprofit that I give money to. Same thing with uh, Lynn Fox at, at uh, Clear Path for Veterans in Chittenango, New York. Amazing. The RCCP in downtown D.C. is probably the best shelter I've ever seen. They're not even a shelter. They're just decent people. These are people I support. I, I try to give money to any way I can because they were there when I needed it as a disabled vet. You know, and then we're doing the services with the VA and we're replacing that right now too. So we're trying to get money for that. 
Uh, and then the political action committees and stuff we're trying to raise money for just to keep helping vets. I want 1% of my company. I'm giving out there 99% for 26 companies because I don't care. I just want to partner with people who want to make money and make a difference in people's lives every day. So, Dave, uh, we, we have uh, had a number of organizations, grassroots-type organizations, that we've had as guests on the show. Uh, I firmly believe, and, and, and I don't have the answer to this, but networking, the concept of networking and, wor- and working with these organizations, if we can get them together, we've, we've got to be able to start somewhere because there's so many organizations across the country that are doing things that are there for veterans. It's just that the information that they exist is not getting to where it needs to be. Right. And we you're right. need that network. You're absolutely right. I, I lived it. I, there's so many organizations I thought were there that just weren't, or vice versa. Uh, we, need, we, need to, we need to collaborate. Why, are we, why do we have a program manager in 30 different veteran companies? Why don't we just have one? And then they, they, they task it out to every organization. I work 22 hours a day, every day, bare minimum. For free. I haven't gotten paid. I've actually lost about $500,000 doing my job the last 90 days. But anyways, um, if, if I had 10 more people working eight hours, we could all work eight hours instead of 22. Uh, the veteran community and the organizations communities need to bring that back. Together as a tribe or as a people, we can grow. By ourselves, we're going to drown. And networking's huge. You're absolutely right, because I started with six people on my LinkedIn 90, 98 days ago, and now I have over over three thousand, I think, and they're all the, the the biggest and the best in the world. Well, Dave also hit the American Heroes Network. You know, we've got six years, I believe it is now, of archive programs, and, yeah. I, and 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 I think you know just by doing some research there, there there's there's a tremendous amount of organizations that are there that I think uh, are willing. Uh, to uh, be involved in the networking. But the biggest thing is getting that off the ground because I think we have the capability to do it in what would uh, I think would be a good incentive if many of these things that we need to do, that we can do it amongst ourselves rather than depending on the government. Absolutely. I don't want the government. I'm trying to replace the government entirely, including the stock market right now. Uh, obviously, with things like Bitcoin and Litcoin, they have no idea what they're doing, anyways. No. Um, no. So, I, if I can challenge you guys to maybe, I haven't looked at your site, but I looked at it quickly. If you guys put up a page for links of nonprofits or organizations that help veterans, and then everyone who's on that site just ties it to their site too, to yours, and it will go up all together as a Google ranking. We've already been more accomplished by opening up a two-minute page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Yep, sure is. Now, how, Dave, how do you find yourself? I see you talk a lot about uh, veterans and agricultural together. Yeah. Um, do you find, uh, well, reading up on it, uh, we've, we've had a lot of uh, agricultural organizations on, um, but reading up on it, uh, I heard it actually saves families. It saves I had a shotgun on my mouth four times in the first year, two years I was home. Uh-huh. The reason why I'm still alive is because I have a great support system. It was my wife at the time, who's not there anymore, but whatever. But uh, it was agriculture. 
I was in charge of 30 guys' lives every single day overseas to make sure that they were safe. I come home broken, and my wife wouldn't let me even have the checkbook because I was too crazy. I had no reason to live, so I didn't. I didn't leave bed for three weeks at a time. I didn't shower. I peed in bottles. I didn't care because that's what I did overseas, and I knew I could survive. So, you're, yeah, agriculture is huge. It saved my life. When, when, when you birth an animal on a farm, that animal just relying on you for the rest of its life until you decide to butcher it and or sell it. Yeah. Um, well, whatever it is, they, they had an ultimate respect that you have yeah, to have to be in agriculture. And everyone bashes, like PETA and everybody bashes agriculture. But anyone who beats on animals doesn't make money in agriculture. They're just jerks. They're not farmers. They're just jerks. Every breed well, and every race has jerks. doesn't matter if you're a farmer or not. The farmers well, we who want to make money... <laughs> Like, look at Kobe beef. You're getting 83 bucks an ounce for it. And the reason why is because they get massaged their entire 18-month life. Mm-hmm. Like, hand massage. Like, come on. How is, how, is that, how is that violence? But, sorry, I digress. But, yeah. You know, when we interviewed an organization up in Jacksonville, um, again, uh, they, they were showing, they're actually, the veteran had, didn't have to invest anything except for his time. And, you know, for putting in a good eight hours uh, of, of work every day, um, growing vegetables. Oh, I was going to say, you had to be a vegetable it, farmer because I never worked 18 hours a day on the farm. That was great. Eight, eight, hour, eight hours. hours. <laughs> but they were woke. He was bringing home uh, $200,000 a year. Yeah, agriculture is a great business. I'm making, there's a 300% margin uh, in standard agriculture right now at a bare minimum. 300%. That means if you buy it one, you're definitely selling it for four or three or whatever that number is. Yeah, four. Um, so I, like, come on. How, how do you not make money in that? It's just because the middleman is screwing, screwing the little guy. The milk market right now, look at Hood. They're selling six ninety nine half-gallon ice creams. But the farmer's getting $21 for every 100 pounds he gives. Just so you know, a half-gallon ice cream, what, Andre, is what? Eight ounces, six ounces of cream? Is he there? Is Andre there? Uh, that's all right. I think we might have lost him. Okay. But, oh, yeah, you know, you're right? Correct. He's like six or eight ounces, yeah, right? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. So, I mean, you're like, come on. How is it that they can make, they can make $8 on six ounces, and I, I can make, as a farmer, 18 for 100 pounds? Someone's getting screwed. It's just not the metal guy. And that's why we need to fix agriculture. And that's part of my agriculture reform. It's on my LinkedIn. It just talks about fixing it. Things that the, the IDA can't do and the things that, you know, the pork checkoff can't do or the milk check or any of it. They just haven't figured it out, but I did. All right. Well, I'm still fresh, never frozen product like pork chops and bacon and, and, and roasts and, and all the yumminess for $4.67. And that's for Gap 2 pigs. Like, they're, they're raised without antibiotics. And they live happy lives. Same thing with my beef. It's like six bucks a pound, but it's grass-fed and it's, it's it's never been frozen. And half that money goes right to veterans. So, like, where's the lose? <clears throat> right. Tell us, as far as before we go on break, I just want to uh, ask you one other question. As far as uh, what makes you different, as far as in your what? current impact in the current president uh, or just current yeah in your campaign what? in your campaign. Okay, so the reason why I'm different is because my last $5 I had when I was staying in D.C. waiting to talk to Shulkin, which I never did anyways, I put my $5 in the collection plate at church because it was the first day Advent. You know, not because I'm super religious, 
I am. I just actually became a pastor the other day. But that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, is that I took care of others before I took care of me. That's what the NCO creed taught me when I was in the Army. You know, I will make sure my guys will eat every time before I do. And if there's one pair of socks and there's 12 guys, we just share the socks. Um, winners are leaders lead and followers follow. And that's why it doesn't matter what position you're in. It matters with your actions. Because cause whatever you do today in front of somebody or behind their back is the same thing. The question is just your integrity. And I do the right thing every goddamn time. Okay. Okay. Now we'll, we'll go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and a Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest Dave and his song of supporters, Charles, Andre, Valerie. And uh, again, what we'd like to do is uh, give everybody a little bit of time. Valerie, let's start with you. As far as um, uh, your your organization goes, uh, do you have a website? Yes, I do. www.beautifullyvaliant.com. Okay. And uh, contact and information is on that site? Yes, it's still a work in progress. Um, we're still working on developing it with a developer, but um, it's coming along nicely, and we hope to launch... Uh, officially by February 1st. So um, we want to bring a lot of light to um, the struggles that women service members have and women veterans have because um, a lot of times that kind of gets pushed to the side. Um, So 
that's going to be one of the main focuses of our organization. Um, and in addition to starting a, you know, a clothing line, we want to try and incorporate the needs of women veterans and service members at the same time. Okay. Okay. And Charles, how about you? Sure. Uh, contact information again. Um, if anybody wants to send me um, their bio or recipe um, to be in the cookbook, it's uh, Charles F as in Frederick Johnson one at Outlook dot com. Um, I do have a website, but I'm actually in the middle of uh, working on it right now, so I don't want to put it out yet. Um, but we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's all under Combat Food Medic. Um, Again, just like um, Valerie, I'm trying to get her in the uh, cookbook so that, you know, not only can she, she can tell her story and show us her recipe, but um, get her uh, company out there, you know. And I think it would be great. It's like um, working with her to, to, you know, she's trying to, to do this clothing line for the, uh, the, the plus-size ladies and, and make them feel more confident. And we want to do the same thing with people in general teach them how to eat properly or eat better, I should say. I don't want to say eat properly, but to eat better and to be able to be healthier and more fit mentally and physically. So I think it's kind of a hand-in-hand thing. And I want to put anybody or any organization that helps veterans into the cookbook also uh, as a link on how to get to, you know, directly to get to these uh, organizations. All right. And, of course, Andre Stiloff. Yes, I guess he is. Okay. And, and uh, Dave, what we'd like to do, what, what are your thoughts as far as homelessness goes uh, before we before you have your last, uh, share your last words with the audience here? I hate to say the last words. My last, Dan. Um, I hate following those guys. They're all really good speakers, and I'm just, I'm just out there. Um, so the question was in regards to, to veteran homelessness. Is that what it was? Yes, it was. Okay, so there's two schools of thought on that on my end. Half of them are doing it for a, for a living. My friends, they're not friends, but people I've met along my travels the last 90 days, they make 150 grand a year to sit on the street corner. That's their job. They have a nicer cell phone than I do, and mine just came out last month. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who struggle, like I am right now. I'm technically homeless. My ex-wife kept my house. I own a bunch of properties, but I don't have one I can stay in because they're all rented out. So I technically don't have a home, and I've talked to caseworkers at the VA, and they just don't do it. So people like Soldier On or uh, Operation Homefront or, or things like that, uh, you know, those are the organizations you need to reach out to, people with SSVF grants. Those people get money for housing for you, and it gets you situated, so do it. Um, and if, if, if you're a homeless veteran and you're, you're in a bad place, call me. I found my place. I'm good. So call me and let me work your case for you for free. I'll just take care of you. That's what we do. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, uh, what do you have as far as uh, uh, what you'd like to share with our listeners in closing? Uh, really, I mean, my contact, my cell phone number is 315-868-8000. And I, and I recommend anyone, if, 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 if I've offended you through this or if, 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 if I really inspired you, please get a hold of me and let's make a difference together. And I think that's really the closing line for me is, one voice, trust me, I've, I've got thousands and thousands of views, hasn't made a difference. But a couple hundred thousand who show up at the same door at the same time is really going to make a difference. 
So if you don't like your current situation or you don't like the, the, the political content or anything like that, don't just complain about it. Raise your hand and say, you know what, this is something I'm, I'm worth standing up for. I'm worth it. My people are worth it. Just stand up. All right. And, and Bill, of course. Well, Valerie, Charles, Andre, and Dave, thank you for being guests on the program today. Thank you for your service to this great country that you stood up so proudly and uh, in support of uh, our values. And thank you for your continued service to our veterans of which you are actively engaged in right now. Valerie, I think one of the things that uh, if we had more time, we'd like to talk about the, uh, the plight of women veterans. Uh, and I'd just like to just mention very quickly that uh, in terms of, uh, of suicides and the mm -hmm. suicide prevention, we know from statistics that women veterans have a suicide rate six times greater than their counterparts in, the gen, in our general population. That's got to be addressed. We've got yes, the same thing totally. with veterans across the spectrum. So let's continue to do what we do best to uh, veterans supporting <laughs> veterans, and I think this is the way that we're going to make changes and, but we've got to continue to, to keep the fight going. Thank right. you very much right. for being with us today. Hopefully we can get back together again soon and discuss some of these same matters. Definitely, guys. We can come back in a couple months and see how everything's going. Again, thanks, Dave, Valerie, Charles, Andre, and, of course, Bill. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. And you can hear all our archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly